What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Journey to Success podcast. Um, episode nine, right here, and I got another interview for you here today. Uh, today, I'm with my co-host and business partner Tyson Bowen. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I've been working with my buddy JJ here for about half a year, uh, working on our uh, marketing agency, and hope to deliver the best podcast we can for you. Yeah, and uh, today, like I said, doing another interview. And we're with somebody who I'm sure a lot of people out there know his business and know his brand, but they don't really know the face behind it. So I'm here with Andres Ocampo, and he's the founder of Entrepreneur Clothing Brand. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, if you could just give like a little background, because I know a lot of people probably know your brand and like what it is, but many people, like I said, don't know the face behind it. So if you could just give like quick little comic book intro for who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Andres Ocampo. I'm the co-founder of Entrepreneur, spelled E-N-T-R-P-R-N-R. It is the official original entrepreneur's brand. It's the brand that represents entrepreneurs, who they are, what they do. Um, three and a half years ago almost, I started the brand with my business partner, David Blodgett. Um, and so the idea was originally to put motivational quotes on on garments and that kind of transition into creating a lifestyle brand dedicated to entrepreneurship so here we are today mm -hmm. and yeah man i know a lot of like clothing brands usually come from things people are passionate about so have you how long have you been into entrepreneurship and what made you really want to start that clothing brand it's a funny story how i kind of got into entrepreneurship i originally so i'm 22 years old and when I was 18, up until I was 18, from I think like maybe 14 years old, I wanted to get into medicine. And so I wanted to originally study orthopedic surgery. And one summer I went to uh, my country, my home country, Colombia, came back, and I don't know what happened, what went through my mind. I kind of just transitioned into not wanting to study medicine anymore. And originally I had known that life would take me down the path of becoming an entrepreneur or diving into entrepreneurship. And that kind of evolved into uh, me meeting with a, a mentor of mine. His name is Pej Mangadimi, founder of uh, Secret Entourage. And oh, yeah, yeah. I came to him with an app idea to create an app, an iOS app, Android app to revolutionize language learning. And so met up with him. Long story short, he gave me three fundamental reasons as to why the app wouldn't work right out of the gate. And so I kind of just went home. I was, honestly, I was, I was destroyed, man. I, I was like, shit, like, what am I going to do? You know, my idea is destroyed. I honestly have nothing else going for me in terms of, like, ideas or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so that night I was rolling in bed. It was, like, 3 in the morning. And I just kept thinking about this whole idea of entrepreneurship and the actual word entrepreneur. And that became me thinking of the actual name, Entrepreneur, the brand name. And within a week, I had reached out to David to create a logo for me. Um, and he said, look, I'll create the logo for you if, under one condition, you tell me what the logo's for. And so at the time, I was like, no, nah, you know, I don't really want to tell him what, what the logo's for, whatever. And then I waited out like maybe a day or two, and I was like, all right, fuck this. I called up David, I was like, look, this is my idea. I wanna start like some sort of motivational brand. I need a logo, David loved it. Within a month, we had our first batch of printed shirts, it was three designs, 
and uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, that's wow. That, that's pretty interesting, right there. Um, knowing with our own marketing agency, I mean, it's a lot different than like a clothing brand, but um, we've had a lot of difficulties with our upbringing and whatnot. But uh, what are some kind of difficulties you've had in the first few months of uh, your business? I think a more adequate question was what have been maybe some of the good things that have happened because <laughs> if I were to count those, it would probably be less than a handful. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, we, we definitely had, I wouldn't call it like a rough start. It was more of an unexperience, uh, not really like knowing anything in the industry. So yeah, yeah. David and I didn't really have any prior business experience. So when we started, it was kind of like, okay, we're, we're diving into this territory that we've never even seen before, never even been in before. And so it was kind of just having to figure things out day by day. Um, and so I attribute a lot of, I, let me rephrase that. I attribute our success and the development that we've been able to bring out of the brand to this one concept of just taking action. Yeah. And so our motto is stagnancy is the enemy, action is king. And it's been like that since day one, and that's what we live by. But to answer your question, uh, one of the funnier stories that we have is we had finished printing our first three designs, and then at one point we designed some new uh, some new pieces. We came out with a certain design called the Pursuit of Entrepreneurship, and so it was a design that depicted the whole pursuit of entrepreneurship and what it is. And so we ordered the designs, we placed the order. Uh, it was like, I want to say something like a thousand, a thousand five hundred dollars worth of inventory in just that design alone. And, and let me tell you, the, the day that we got those shirts in, we printed three designs, so it was a third of it. The day that we got those, uh, those shirts in, we put them up on the website, everything's going perfect, we, we sell a few pieces here and there, and then one of our friends sits us up, calls me on my phone, and he's like, Yo, you guys just you know designed this shirt. I don't know if you were trying to do like a play on words or something like that, similar to your logo. But uh, why does it say the pursuit of entrepreneurship? Oh man! Oh. And David and I look at it, and it's oh. fucking, it's fucking missing the R, man. It's missing oh, the R. That's so. bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a uh, it was a pretty big mess up. And so from that day on, we kind of just like, all right, we have to re go through everything a hundred times so that was one of the things that happened to us um, but there is a ton more it, at the end of the day it's just about overcoming that strategizing on how it should never happen again and just charging full forward yeah, I love that saying though stagnancy is the uh, enemy action is king I have like a little saying I tell myself where it's like ideas are worthless action is priceless it was kind of similar to that I like it a lot boom there you go yeah um, but for somebody starting their own brand just like kind of like you did from the beginning, uh, what are the what are some of the things they need to do in order to start up? Yeah. Some like things just before everything. Yeah, because like my cousin, he's um 16 right now, and mm. he's trying to look for ways to start up, but he's at square one. He doesn't know even have really an idea for a logo or a name. So for somebody who's starting really at just square one, what all do they need? So I would probably give you three three of the most fundamental pointers that I could possibly give you um, and first and foremost give your congr give my congratulations to your cousin 
um, because being 16 years old, I wish I would have started at 16. Um, being so young, it's just it's it's a uh, it's amazing. But for, uh, point number one, I'd probably say take action. Taking action has to be the most important step in entrepreneurship. Period. Um, I tell people all the time: Look, you can you can set sail and adjust course later, but if you never leave the port, you're never going to get anywhere. Gotcha. So it's very important to set sail. It's very important to take action, and you can always adjust course down the road. Pointer number two would have to be be as original as possible. Originality is everything. Um, there's we live in a in a time and age where the sharing of content is so accessible and so prominent, and everyone is sharing everything that they create. So we tend to take the easy road out and sort of like, I guess you could say copy and, and build off of like other designs. And the truth is originality will sell your product more than any other thing that has already been created will. Um, so I would say double down on originality and always create things that you would want for yourself as opposed to creating something specifically for, I would guess, like a target market. If you create something that yourself that brings you value, that is genuinely great for you, that is a great product or a great service, then there definitely will be other people out there that will feed into that and that will join you in using your own product or service. Mm -hmm. And so tip number three would have to be focus on content. Mm -hmm. Content is king in our day and age especially with social media being so accessible. 100%. So focusing on content has to be, that's definitely point number three. It's generating the best content, the greatest, highest quality content. If you're creating, if you're taking photos, make sure you get a nice camera. You don't have to in the beginning. What's important is to take action, but I would definitely look into investing into upgrading your quality. If you're taking video, go double down on it. Get, get creative with the effects, get creative with the transitions, get creative with the visuals, content sells, content sells. So those would definitely have to be my three pointers. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Tyson's kind of our content guy, like so when we have a client, he's the one taking the pictures and then we have a buddy who's also kind of our video guy. So we definitely agree content is a big part. And then kind of going into you know building that brand on social media with your content, and you guys really have a really strong brand for entrepreneur on you have a huge following and that following is really active so how can somebody create a really good brand like you guys did where you have actually good loyal followers that are going to stick with you that's a great question i i tend to believe that the more you personally connect with your audience the stronger bond you have and especially today where the facility of social media and the facility of so much technology is making us less interpersonal with each other as humans. I would definitely say focus on creating genuine human relationships, focus on connecting with your audience, connecting with your customers, seeing what they're doing, seeing what, what they like, what they don't like. And I think if you genuinely care about those who you're trying to sell or market to, uh, everything kind of just falls into place and they're going to be more adept to more receptive to your products, to your service, to you looking for feedback 
et cetera, et cetera. So I would definitely, you know, say get as personal as possible uh, in order to generate a much better return um, on your audience. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, so um, what would you say is uh, what really skyrocketed your guys' brand? Like what was when, what did you guys do that just made the breakthrough? That's a good question. When we, when David and I first started Entrepreneur, as you guys know, this was to the tune of like three and a half years ago, Instagram, uh, it wasn't necessarily just taking off, but Instagram was at its peak for organic engagement and reach. And so we were very, very, very fortunate to come in at a time where everything was still organic on Instagram. And so when we came into Instagram, what we did was we would market, we would uh, we got into the whole influencer scene early, we got into the whole niche Instagram page early, and so when we originally started out, what we would do is we would reach out to these pages, and then we would, uh, we would exchange products for promotions, or we would exchange monetary compensation for promotions, and so that's what kind of, I guess you could say got, like kickstarted us, gave us the real push uh, and ultimately, that was really what was able to generate those initial uh, six figures that we did our first year. Um, so that was definitely one of the things that we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's becoming increasingly difficult. And this is something I want to touch up on. People reach out to me all the time and say, hey, Andres, you know, this whole influencer thing, this whole Instagram algorithm thing. And then that kind of just loops back around to what I said earlier about human interaction and building those personal skills is the reality is as long as you tweak whatever it is that you're trying to push to make it more personal, make it more human, like as if you're speaking to someone else, then you can still generate the results that people were getting prior to the Instagram algorithm and all these social media shifts. Yeah, so influencer marketing was definitely a big part of your guys' early success, obviously, Massive. right? Yeah, and that kind of that kind of ties into the next like couple questions. They're mostly about influencers, so. What, I, I, I did influencer marketing a lot back when I was doing e-com and but mm-hmm. like why do you guys do so much influencer marketing instead of like focusing more on you know other platforms so that's a good question because we're actually transitioning into developing more content for other platforms like YouTube um, and so right now to be completely honest with you we're not doing too much influencer marketing not as much as we were before Yeah. and so what we're doing is we're we are redirecting that capital and time into creating more original content for other platforms like YouTube so that we can grow on other platforms. Um, and at the end of the day, you never know if a social media site goes down, which it probably shouldn't for whatever reason, but you always have to be ready for that. And so, yeah, just get on as many different platforms as you can. Every single platform within itself is a stream of revenue if you, if you monetize it correctly and you market correctly. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're shifting into YouTube, creating more original content, videos, and all that stuff. All right. And just like curious, so how would you go about diversifying like that? Would that just be through cross-promotion or running ads, or how would you do that? I would definitely do a little bit of both. So marketing is kind of like throwing a dart in the air, throwing 500 darts in the air, and then looking down to see which one's landed. Yeah. You kind of it's it's you kind of never know where it's coming from so you just you want to be able to compartmentalize as much as possible so use discount codes use affiliate links 
um, use you know all these different kinds of things and try a little bit of everything. You never know what's what's going to give you results. And the last thing I want to do is tell you what's working best for us because I fear that if I do so, you might only focus on that as opposed to trying different things. So try influencer marketing, try running ads. We run a lot of ads on Facebook and Instagram. Um, explore other platforms. Snapchat also runs ads. You know, throw some Google ads in there, throw some stuff on YouTube, try a little bit of everything, and when you figure out what's working, quadruple on that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with, wow, yeah, that's, that's some solid for marketing, uh, solid stuff there. Uh, but you guys seem to do uh, very well with your guys' partnership going on, and I'm just asking, like, what, what does someone need to look, uh, look for uh, when getting into a business partnership? I think, I think we've both been very fortunate, David and I, to have a partnership so strong where we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, when looking for a partner, I would definitely look for someone who does not possess or who possesses the opposite of what your skills are. So David and I do a, a little bit of everything within our business, within our brand. We are fully capable of doing each other's jobs as we've done in the future, and we continue to do so today. We do everything, we do whatever it takes in order to make the brand grow, but the majority of the time we are both doing what we are best at. So David's manufacturing, David makes sure, makes sure everything here at the, at the HQ runs as smoothly as possible. Um, I'm, everything that you see online, the, the social aspect, the marketing, um, et cetera, et cetera. So to answer your question, I would definitely look at people who complement what you have as strengths and weaknesses and look for someone who, whose communication skills are absolutely great. You want to have someone who's open-minded, who is very open to suggestions, to feedback, and, uh, and yeah, just communication is absolutely everything. I believe if you have good communication skills, you can work on everything else. Okay. I definitely agree with all that. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Um, with uh, getting, what about like when you are going to add someone else uh, into your... Like a team member. Yeah, like a team member into your business or something like that. What are some of the qualifications you guys normally run through or tests you put them through? So I feel like someone else would be definitely more qualified to answer that question, but I'll give you the best of what I can give you. So far, we've brought on a few people onto the team, uh, and I would say the most important thing when it comes to bringing a team member on is, once again, communication. Communication is, an, is paramount. Make sure you have good communication. I would say try to convey the image or the, the vision for your brand, product, service, company, whatever the case may be, to that specific team member to try and get that vision across and get them to see what you see in order for them to truly believe in what you believe in. Because um, the fact of the matter is, team members, it's very rare for a team member to believe 100% in what it is that you're doing. And that is absolutely crucial when it comes to that team member putting in the work um, for the company, for the brand, um, and seeing, you know, playing to win and going all in to see that brand come to life, 
So I would say definitely communication. Look for someone who's in it to win it. Look for someone who takes initiative, someone who takes uh, action, someone who's accountable for their actions, whether they're good or bad. Um, and, and just honestly, I guess you could say just someone with very, very good communication skills. Everything else kind of just falls into place. Yeah, that's definitely a big player with all of this. Yeah. I agree 100% on that. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% too. And I, I kind of want to tie back to the marketing kind of thing because I'm interested in hearing like your advice and your opinion on that because you guys have created such a great brand. Mm-hmm. So how do you – like I know you brush up on content, so I'm, this may be the answer for this, but – how can somebody really just stand out? Because in a lot of the these kind of niches, whether it's like e- e-com or social media marketing, it's not really saturated, but there's so many people that are like quote-unquote gurus or it's just in my uh, position. Like if I'm trying to build a brand in that kind of space, how can I stand out from the crowd and how can I break through? It's funny. Like three days ago, I posted on my personal Instagram. I posted uh, – it was a video of me zooming into our Facebook business um, platform where we have all our advertising going on, all our ad sets campaigns. Yeah. And, uh, and so I zoomed in all the way and there was this ad set that we had like 23 times ROAS return on ad spend. So we, we had to spend like a certain, it was like a certain amount. We got 23 times that back in revenue generated. And I was like, what's up guys in Dresso Campo. Yeah, Facebook guru and educator here. And if you give me just 30 seconds, I'm going to show you how to get this type of ROAS. And then I zoomed out and it was one fucking purchase. <laughs> so like, so I feel like there's, you know, with this whole social media and accessibility, there's been a lot of people who have popped up left and right, advertising their skills, advertising how they're a guru, how they're a professional, um, you know, and before before this whole social media, you never even heard of them before. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of people out there that are 100% legit, and their testimonials, their their results, most importantly, with their clients and the people who they've trained with, speak for themselves. So, I would say focus on. Focus on the people who have generated results, who can prove it, and who can show you, and who aren't necessarily there to just take your money. Yeah, so I would, if I had to recommend some people, I'd probably go, you know, I would look into Frank Kern, Facebook advertising. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, I'd look at Gary Hobbit if you're looking at copywriting. Uh, just look for the greats. Look for uh, Ezra Firestone, he's really good too. Um, Dan Kennedy, like there's so many, there's so many legit, real OGs out there that are teaching these skills. And at the end of the day, if you're looking to learn something, I think it's absolutely crucial to learn from the best. Yeah, look from, look at the best and copy them. For the most Correct. Part. There you go. There yeah. you go. And then just tying back into influencers, just one, last, like one or two last times. If, like, say somebody's running a brand like you guys. And you're looking for an influencer to sponsor. Like, what kind of stuff do you guys look into? Like, what kind of traits for their brand do you really want if you're going to sponsor them? So when we look for influencers, or we're trying to build our brand ambassadorship program, which we're actually getting started on right now, we look for influencers who, first of all, don't look for influencers who just have a large following. Yeah. Right. If you if you want to do that, then you better be selling bikinis or watches or something that doesn't necessarily convey like a very solid like brand or something like this so 
when you're looking for influencers, for us, for example, in our case, we look at influencers who live the entrepreneur's brand, who live entrepreneur, who are entrepreneurs. You know, influencers are entrepreneurs at the end of the day. And if you are not at a corporate job or you're not at a job where, um, you know, you're, you're basically selling your time, then you are an influencer. You, I'm sorry, you are an entrepreneur, you're a freelancer. So when we look at influencers, we look for people who live the brand, who are entrepreneurs, who live life on their own terms, who create the realities, and only then will we move forward with them. Um, but my advice would be look for influencers who are aligned with your brand vision or your company or, or your product or services, and then look for influencers. Once you've done that, look for influencers who have solid, real metrics um, and can actually provide you real results. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, follow the standard procedure. Do a test post or two with them. See what kind of results generate. Um, you know, exchange some products or services in, for for their uh, for their publicity, and then just move forward from there. Okay, for sure. Yeah. And then on the kind of like the other side of things, flipping it. If somebody out there wants to become an influencer and wants to get sponsored by a company like possibly yours, what kind of steps do they need to get do they need to take to get to that point where they seem like a viable option to get sponsored? I would definitely say be as genuine as possible. If you're an influencer looking to get sponsored with some sort of company, I would say be as genuine as possible. Build your audience, build that connectivity, that personal relationship with your audience as much as possible. It's much better, I'll put it to you this way, we are much more interested in finding a, a micro-influencer with say 15,000 likes per photo, 15,000 followers actually, than we would be finding an influencer with 100,000 followers. As long as that micro-influencer has real comments his, their, his or her audience are engaging with them 100% real people and they have that personal connection with their audience um, again as opposed to the 100,000 follower influencer who gets nice, cool, awesome comments you know, yeah. on their posts all the time Yeah, I, I definitely see the value behind that as well too I mean you want people that are really engaged with everything really um, but uh, what is Honestly, like everyone has those those difficult moments and everything like that. But what would you say is one of your like just biggest failures, just rock bottom moments? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I wouldn't say we've had rock bottom moments in terms of failures because every failure is a learning experience. But we've definitely. We've definitely had setbacks in terms of, I guess you could say, like right now we're in a production, we're in a manufacturing setback. So we are developing what is literally the greatest shirt created by humankind. If you put it on and you say it's not so, I know you're lying, you can have the shirt and you can have your money back. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't see that. I was meaning to ask about that later too. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's the, the Pima Technology team. It's crafted with one of the two finest cottons available on the planet of the Earth. On, on planet Earth, it's uh, it's a long staple Pima cotton uh, grown organically in Peru. Um, and so, for those who don't know, there's two types of, of cotton in the world that are supremely like the best of the best. That's Egyptian cotton, 
which is essentially a long staple Pima um, sort of like species as well. Um, and and so we created we created the shirt out of, out of the Peruvian cotton. And so the shirt doesn't wrinkle, um, it doesn't collect lint, it falls perfectly. It's a very heavyweight shirt, but it is extremely durable. It, it's a flat color, so the color will never fade. And it's honestly just you put you put it on your body and it feels like liquid gold. <laughs> so we're we're super excited about that. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> And so the problem is we're super excited about that and we've promised a lot of things to our follower base, to our customers about how it was going to be here. And we got the first batch of shirts manufactured. Everything went perfect. We, we launched the pre, uh, pre-release focus group for people who were interested in testing out the shirt and, and getting a first look at it, getting a first feel for it. And then come uh, PO uh, number 002, our second order, we had a huge hiccup. Things didn't go as planned. And so now we're in a setback. Um, they've been pushed back almost two months now. Oh, wow. So, so again, I wouldn't say this is like a rock bottom moment. Of course not. But it's definitely one of those moments where, number one, we overextended our optimism. Um, but I guess what, what it really boils down to is being able to look at the situation from an external standpoint and figuring out what went wrong, how you can avoid that in the future, and what you're going to do moving forward in order to compensate for the lost time. Yes. And so that's what we're trying to do now. So it hasn't been easy, but it has not been impossible, which is the most important part. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, but hey, it's more time to promote it, more time to get it hyped up, I guess, right? There you go. More emails, more emails, baby. Exactly. And then uh, just, I'm actually kind of curious, what else is next for you guys besides the Pima Cotton Tea? Like, what, what do you see in store for the next year or two years? I'm so glad you asked, man. I'm so glad. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. So, so entrepreneur, the brand vision started out almost like a graduation phase, like tier, tiered system, where we would essentially come out with our first line of products, which is what you see on our website. It's, uh, I guess you could say, made to order, like printables, I guess you could say, like designs, yeah. print garments. Yeah. So the whole idea from from day one was to evolve from that first tier and then move on to a more evolved tier to be custom uh, cut and sew garments. So everything made by hand, everything made custom to our specifications, um, whether that be overseas or here locally. And so right now we're shifting into creating more custom pieces. One of the things uh, that we've been teasing here and there that we're actually in the process of getting manufactured right now. We actually literally, David just walked in this morning and he handed it to me. It's a, a neoprene hoodie um, that's custom, custom yeah. sewn. It's made with an incredible fabric. It's almost like a, it's like a, a very breathable wetsuit material. Nice. Did I see that guys that on one of you guys' Instagram stories recently, right? Yeah, you probably did. You probably did. You put that up. Yeah. So it's it's absolutely incredible. And I, I can't really talk too much about it, but when you guys see it and feel it, you're gonna you're gonna understand why, and you're gonna understand the evolution that we are taking and making in order to transition our brand into more custom products that fits the customer base that we have been evolving and growing up with over the last three and a half years. Yeah. So the for the brand is essentially evolve with our with our customer base. So create products that match 
the progress that our customer base is making. Yeah. And so that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Who needs Gucci? We have entrepreneur, man. There you go. Exactly. Who needs Gucci? Who? Gucci? Who? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, um, so now, now we kind of came through kind of the low parts and then we went in through some different areas, but now I want to hear some of the, some of the biggest accomplishment, accomplishments you guys have had. Man, there's definitely been a few as far as we've been warned, our brand has been warned by several celebrities, A-list celebrities. Um, I would definitely say, recommend you guys check out Nicky Jam. He's uh, Latin America's number one artist. He was awarded that last year at the billboards. Um, he did a music video called El Ganador, which is the winner in Spanish. Um, he did a music video with our snapback on the entire thing almost. Uh, we've had people like uh, Justin Quiles, Flo Rida, um, Travis Barker, and a few other individuals who have worn our brand. So that's definitely something that we're, we're pretty pumped about uh, when the time came. So that was pretty cool. Um, honestly, I think the biggest... I want to say the biggest accomplishment, even though it's not an accomplishment in per se, has been staying consistent, scaling the brand, putting in the time, and really just staying committed to our vision and our goals from day one and not deviating from it 1%. I think that that has to be the most, like I guess you could say, the best accomplishment that we've had. Um, especially taking into consideration that David and I didn't really have any business experience prior to entrepreneur. So, yeah. So what you said, you kind of mentioned like uh, staying committed, staying motivated. Uh, what keeps you going, you know? Like uh, what gives you that motivation, that drive, that passion to just keep pushing and stay on that grind? I think when I look at – when I look – I want to say from a selfish standpoint, um, I used to I used to serve at a restaurant. I used to be a waiter at a restaurant, and I did that for a little over three years. You make good money doing it, but the joy and passion that I feel from building something that's mine, from building something that truly matters to me, that I know one day is going to be a staple for every entrepreneur in the world who is creating a lifestyle for themselves, who see entrepreneur and wear entrepreneur because it represents who they are and what they do, is honestly the biggest, that's, that's what I long for. Um, and genuinely just being able to provide for myself and my family and those closest to me is, is priceless and I look forward to that day coming. It hasn't arrived yet. Um, but it's just, Creating something that's bigger than me, creating something that will not only benefit me, but benefit the people who wear the brand is, is honestly just, it's the most beautiful thing that I can think of. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely some real drive, motivation, and passion all together right yeah, there. I, I definitely relate to that and that being my biggest motivator. Like, yeah, there's the money, but it's all just about legacy, right? Legacy over currency. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So then, man, I like to ask everybody this question just because I like, I, like, I like books. I like adding to my reading list and seeing what other people's favorite ones are. So what do you think is a – just pick one. What's one book that's maybe influenced you or helped you the most and you can really just thank that book for helping you out? 
Shit, you just opened up Pandora's box right there. <laughs> uh, look, I'm a big, big, big fan of reading. I love reading. I don't do it, unfortunately, as much as I did before. And that's something that I'm trying to get into, just separating that daily time to it. But some of the, some of the most important books that I have read in my life have definitely been Dale Carnegie, How to Run Friends and Influence People. Yes. I would have to say... It's just so so many. Uh, yeah. Honestly, uh, honestly, I would say the classics. Um, how to uh, how was it? Um, how to, how to influence, influence, and influence people? No, no, no. How to? Uh, I can't believe I forgot the name. Um, fuck it, I forgot that one. Uh, I would go for Elon Musk. Elon Musk's book is extremely inspirational. The biography? Yes, the biography. Yeah, yes. I just started that yesterday. Oh, it's incredible. What part yeah. are you by? What's that? What part are you by right now? Oh, uh, I just finished up the chapter about when he was living in South Africa. Oh, man. Wait till you hear about the part. Actually, I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, that yes, one is absolutely yeah, yeah. incredible. It makes you, uh, I guess you could say it makes you fearless in, in, in what people think about you. Yeah. And I would definitely say one of the books that I, that I don't really mention a lot, but that has literally changed my life would have to be Third Circle Theory by my mentor, Pajman Gabimi. Yeah. Um, it's the number one book that has brought the levels of awareness to me. So it really opened my eyes to the world, to, to that in, internal awareness, and that really has allowed me to see the world in a different light, um, and I guess operate in a more efficient manner with the understanding of how everything works. So I'd definitely, mm -hmm. I'd definitely mention that one as well. It's awesome, man. So then, uh, just wrapping things up, like where can everybody connect with you and your brand? So you guys can connect with us at www.entrprn.co, entrepreneur.co. You can find us on Instagram at entrepreneur.co. Again, that's entrprn.co. And then you can reach out to David and I uh, on our personals. Uh, I always try to answer as fast as possible. My name is Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S, underscore entrepreneur. And David is David, underscore entrepreneur. All right, man. And then any final words to anybody listening out there? Stay strong. Stay focused. Stay motivated. Do not lose sight of your goals. Do not lose sight of your vision. And the moments where you question, and believe me, I question myself all the time. The moments where you question yourself are the moments where you have to go 10 times as hard. And the moments where life creates resistance for you are the moments where you have to bulldoze right through it. So don't give up, stay focused, remember why you started, and honestly just take action, take action. That kind of got me a little pumped up there. Right? Yeah, oh, man, I'm, ready, I'm ready to work. <laughs> what was that? I'm ready to work. Yeah, man. Let's do it. That got me inspired right there, man. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, you're, you're always welcome to hop back on, man. That was awesome. I loved that. That was great. No, thank you guys so much. It was an absolute pleasure. I love sharing what I could with you. I hope I shared some knowledge and insight as to you know, what it is that we're doing with our brand and how we've managed to... I guess progress uh, until today. So thank you guys for having me once again. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate thank it. You.